Welcome back to the podcast, everyone listening. Um, I know it's been a while since I made one of these, and uh, if you listen to our uh, Through the Bible, um, General Harrison's Way program, um, you know that I uh, mentioned that I would uh, talk a little bit more um, <clears throat> about the delay that there's been um, on the last couple of recordings. Um, and the Sheep Among Wolves podcast right here. So, uh, as promised, um, here I am. Uh, thought that maybe I would do more of a freeform episode uh, here to just sort of talk about um, my experience, um, you know, what sort of caused the delay and um, my insights on that um, from a Christian perspective, which is the perspective I like to take on anything that occurs in my life. Um, so just to give some background, you know, I've talked a lot already about how I've been uh, dealing with um, an unprecedented um, amount of illness in my life. Just typical, you know, viruses just recurring back to back um, in waves that I don't think I've seen before. Um, but I had recovered from <clears throat> pretty much all my symptoms and everything for about two weeks. Um, and this was probably about four weeks ago when I, when that two week period of recovery, uh, started and, um, me and my wife had, uh, planned a trip to go back to visit her, uh, hometown, um, in Mexico and uh, we were both very excited for this. And lo and behold, the Friday before we left, um, I noticed, uh, well, I didn't notice. My wife noticed uh, there was something um, not right with the right side of my face, uh, which can be pretty concerning. Um, but I was pretty certain um, because I've heard of multiple causes of this before and fortunately thank god um you know the cause of it was simply um a bell's palsy um now to rewind a little bit before i go more on that um so because we were going to be going on this trip i had decided that um my listeners however many or few of you there might be um, deserved a little bit more, uh, consistency with, um, at the very least the Through the Bible program releases. So I had been, um, doing some extra recording so that the week that we would be out of the country, that, um, <clears throat> that episodes would get released, um, on a daily basis for that. Um, and I did get up to the Friday that we would be there, so... Um, I'm pretty, pretty proud of that. I was hoping to get some recordings done when I was over there, but it was just, uh, the, there was just not a good situation for me to, um, really get some recording done, um, where I would be in like, sort of like a isolated, uh, from noise environment. And, you know, you're, um, we were with family with, uh, visiting another church as well. Um, which my wife, uh, has, her family has, has planted over there. 
so um, there was a lot of uh, important things to be done uh, out in the physical world right in front of me. So um, this took a little bit of a backseat, um, but yeah, leading up to it, I tried to um, do as many recordings as I can, two or three a day, just to make sure that the week that I was out, there would still be some content uh, being put out there. So, um, lo and behold, you know, basically, if you want to break it down, I kicked things up a notch. Um, my offense, <laughs> I kicked things up a notch. And, uh, you know, like I've told my church, you know, you might call me crazy. Some people might call me crazy, but um, I think it's perfectly sane and logical to understand that, you know, whenever we're going to do something for God, whenever we um, sort of level up our offense, um, you know, the enemy doesn't like that. And he's going to try to throw things in our way to keep us back from moving forward or to distract us in another direction. And he'll probably first start with small things, especially if you're young in your faith. He'll just start with small little distractions, whether it's, you know, spending too much time uh, video games or TV or this or that, just little uh, distractions, secular music that's maybe like putting your mind in a wrong headspace and not putting your mind on ungodly things, just small things like that. But once you start to really walk with God and mature in your faith and you and you let go of these these things that are easy and, and simple, you know, he doesn't just give up. He's going to keep on, you know, sort of pressing you. And um, we need to always remain vigilant. Um, not that some of the attacks, there's nothing you can really do about it, but you can um, <clears throat> control how you react to it and the perspective that you view it from. And the perspective that I immediately gained uh, one, fortunately, through uh, the reading the Bible program. We had just uh, finished reading about um, Paul when he's on the ship um, on his way to Rome, and there's that storm. You know, the enemy is trying to stop him there. Um, but he gives a speech to the men on the ship basically saying he has confidence that you know we're going to make it through this because he knows that god needs him to go and speak in front of caesar he knows that that has to happen he knows that his work isn't finished so he knows that no matter what situation the situation looks like that he's in right now that he is going to get past it and it might be difficult and like he says, we're going to have to run aground, but we will make it. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, shortly after they run aground and, you know, something that should have killed him, a poisonous snake just snatches his his hand, jumps out of the fire. If you can get any more um, directly vivid, uh, like literal image there. A snake jumping out of the fire, biting his hand, should have killed him. Death basically bit him. Um, but he survived. And the uh, villagers, who, you know, they don't know God, they don't know who Paul is, um, they look at him and they're like, well, this man surely 
is a murderer, he's a thief, he's he's an evil person, and death is just waiting for him. Um, and that's, I think, the perspective that people who don't believe kind of take when they look at Christians who have unfortunate circumstances or who have difficulties in their life. And they, they look at everything maybe that's happened to them or is happening to them in their lives, everything that's not perfect, and and they you use it as a way to sort of discount God. Like, well, where is your God? Why is he not helping you through this? If you love God so much, why does he let that happen to you? And from, as a Christian, <clears throat> we should understand that the enemy is going to attack you. That, you know, that's just the world that we live in. He has he has con a certain amount of control. He's on a leash, but he's got control over this world and he can do a certain amount of damage to us. But the thing is that he can never thwart God's will and God's um you know, God's uh sovereign will, his plan for you. Um, and the plans that he has for you to accomplish here in this world. So we can take comfort in that. And I did take comfort that in that when, uh, we went to the hospital, you know, I was sitting in the MRI, MRI machine. They're obviously going to check to see if there's any signs of stroke, which there wasn't. But, you know, I just sort of sat there and, you know, prayed to God. And, you know, I told him, you know, look, I know... <laughs> I know this isn't the end, um, because I know you have a lot more work here for me. Um, the work that I believe you have for me, I've only just really begun. And um, I look forward to seeing what that evolves into uh, down the line and what things you have for me to accomplish in your name uh, by the time I'm done with my time here. Now, I didn't want to assume, um, but that's how I felt. And that's how I feel, that I have a lot more work to be done uh, on this earth. And that, um, therefore, I gotta uh, <laughs> work hard and put God first. As uh, one of my favorite Christian rappers, uh, Zonti, says, um, hard work, God first. And um, if I'm not doing that every day then I'm sort of letting other things get in the way of, of accomplishing the will of God that he has for my life. Um, so instead of this um, obstacle that was meant to be a distraction or to put me off of my regular course that the enemy would like to, to put in my way, instead it became an encouragement it was a sort of reminder to let me know that I'm on the right path because if I'm not doing anything to accomplish the plans that God has for me in my life, then the enemy has no reason to throw anything in my way. I'm already off the path. I'm already walking on my own path that leads to nowhere so he can relax but when I start walking on that path that God has for my life, the enemy has to start throwing things 
on that trail. He has to throw twigs and branches to, to get in my spokes uh, if I were riding a bicycle and, um, and to try to knock me off. But um, as long as we're staying in God's word, as long as we're staying connected to him in prayer, we can always have this, uh, this heavenly perspective uh, almost like looking out from our own eyes from the perspective of God, not exactly, obviously, but for the sake of example, um, just looking at ourselves and our own life from a different perspective that allows us to gain a little bit of divine wisdom because we're listening to God, we're talking to God, we're looking at the examples um, found in his word of all the saints who came before us and all the troubles that they went through, um, and all the suffering that very good people, people who probably have done more for the gospel than any one of us, um, what they had to go through. So we can take comfort knowing that even though bad things are going to happen to us, it's for Jesus' name. And we can be proud to take those, those hits, to wear those scars, because they're like badges of honor. It's like uh, uh, jujitsu um, artists, I guess you could call them. Um, when they get that uh, cauliflower ear, that might look bad to us, but for people who are in the sport and they're dedicated to it, that's a badge of honor to them. And I look at, you know, every obstacle that I have to go through and, and anything, you know, it's, and so far I would say it's been pretty small. I mean, maybe some people would be more affected um, by something like this. But for me, putting all things in perspective, everything that, that you could take away from me... Um, this was just sort of like a, um, I don't know, a slap on the wrist, maybe we could say. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just good to know um, that you're on the right direction. So that's the story uh, health-wise and, uh, you know, everything that sort of uh, caused a little bit of a delay in some of the episodes but now we're back home and trying to get back on track. Um, and, you know, in addition to that, I, I did also want to talk a little bit about our trip um, down to Mexico. Um, basically, we're there to, to for the first time, seeing uh, the house that my wife grew up in for a certain amount of years in her youth. Um, and what's actually interesting is uh, we did uh, Ancestry um, a while ago, and I, I, come, I came to find out that 100% of, of my uh, ancestors, at least uh, on the, the Mexican side, um, come from that, um, that same state in Mexico. So I, at the same time, felt like I was visiting, you know, the lands of, of my ancestors as well. Um, 
but it was, uh, you know, I've been to uh, the touristy spots, and it was never anything special to me, and ever since we even went to one, the, the first time when I was a kid, I think, we went to uh, Cancun, and um, I, I always just desired to, to visit real the real country to get to know you know what it's like to to live in mexico and uh lo and behold you know god had a plan for that and uh he delivered on that um this past week and despite my you know health issues um we, we had a, a great time and um and it's not even necessarily about that we had a great time that's that's so special about it um i keep trying to put it into words i'll <laughs> say it to her family but i always have to preface it by saying i can't really put it into words how truly special it was to to have this experience um you know not only you know visiting a country and living there you know in a house um, with people who have lived there, who can show you around and show you what life like really is like to live there. Um, meeting a lot of my wife's relatives who who either live there part of the year or have, have lived there uh, for a while. Um, her godfather who's, who's lived there the whole time. That was that was very special. Um, but not, not only that, you know, meeting a, a whole church um, that that gathers um, there at their house um, and trying to communicate with them. Um, I speak fairly good Spanish, but it's still, uh, you know, daunting when you're surrounded by nothing but Spanish and <clears throat> not a whole lot of breaks to like have someone translate the little parts you didn't quite understand so then you could be like oh okay that's what they're saying and then try to think of a word in spanish to respond <laughs> to respond with um the the funniest thing the first um person i think i met was uh this this little boy and i i i said to him mucho gusto and uh <laughs> and he responded uh, he looked at my mi suegro and he he said, um, "Pero no no hablo inglés." And he's like, "Well, he's he's speaking to you in Spanish. Está hablando en español." Um, and that just cracked me up. And you know, ever since you know the, those those two kids were uh, very um, a blast. You know, even if I didn't understand exactly what they were saying, you could tell that they were saying something funny. 90% of the time, but at the same time, they were very, uh, kind-hearted, and you could tell that God was working for these families and through these families that, uh, the parents, uh, were trying to, to raise their children in, in a Christian way, uh, with Christian values, um, just the amount of respect that they showed, um, and the amount of care and uh, the amount that they they just cared to try to get to know you even though they didn't speak English and they knew I didn't speak Spanish that well 
they tried, um, they would offer things, and it was just um, a real blessing to get to know to know everyone. Um, so to not only you know visit a country, live in a home with people who know the country, how to live there, they get to show you, you know, go here, go there, go to the marketplace, go wherever, even run some errands sometimes. Um, but, but also it, it's just truly special to then be working in and in with a church, um, that is a completely different church than I go to, even though the church I go to is technically Spanish. Um, you know, we're in the United States, so there's a lot of, uh, English and Spanish. There's plenty of people who speak some English, so they sort of even when I speak my broken Spanish, like they can sort of fill in the gaps because they know a little bit of English too. So they're like, oh, they they have like that English perspective. So they can, oh, I see what he's kind of trying to say here. But there it's it seems a little bit like I need to step my Spanish game up a little more, um, which I plan to do over the next year because I would like to be able to communicate with them even better next time. When I go, but to have that um, connection, that that common ground that you can connect on, that is Jesus Christ, you know, who who, who unites everyone, even if you don't speak the same language, uh, you have something to talk around, and whether you have to use a translating app to try to fully communicate your thought, or if you sort of know how to speak a, a certain language um it's just something that i i can't describe and i can't just repeatedly and repeatedly thank god for that great blessing um that i have it really um puts things into perspective um one thing that i i would like to say um and i don't know you know, how it is in every other country in the world. But uh, in the United States, I would say we have a lot of distractions. We're, we're blessed. We're greatly blessed with, with so much. Like, we have no need, for the most part, for, for a lot of things. Even those who aren't as well off in this country... Um, still pretty much have their basic needs pretty much met. Um, but, um, I would by no means call anyone or describe anyone that I met in this trip as poor. Um, I would more so describe it as, um, a different lifestyle with different priorities. Um, things cost different obviously as well. Um, but the way that, you know, food is, how, the way you get food, the way you pay for food, the way you, everything is handled, um, sure, there is some poverty in that country, there's no denying that, but I, I think the way that we are blessed in this country, more often than not, hinders us, and we, and it's, and it's not because of the things that we have, like, the things themselves aren't bad. It's because of 
the way that we let them get in the way of other important things. And the one important thing that I did notice um, is that I think we miss out on a lot of here that I saw in abundance there is community. Community, I believe, is a huge thing. And it's part of the reason why I started this podcast is that, you know, I work from home and I don't even spend a whole lot of time uh, out. And um, I could force myself to go here or go there. But, um, you know, I'm also married, so I have no need to go out of the house, really. Uh, to, I don't need to make new friends. I have a wife. I have a lovely family. Um, <clears throat> so I wanted to create some sort of, uh, community that I could access or put out there, um, with my fellow Christians in a more, uh, I guess 20th century sort of way. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think community is, is huge and especially obviously community as, as Christians, um, coming together, talking, sharing a meal, exchanging words and thoughts, and just talking about your days, what you're going through, and um, talking about, you know, the Word of God and, and how it's, you know, affecting your life um, in different ways, different things that, you've, that you're reading. You might be reading the same, uh, the same verse or same... Uh, book as somebody else, but it's given you this perspective on your life that the other person hasn't, and then they might have a different perspective for you, and then you put those together, and you both have a bigger picture of the Word of God. Um, and what I mean by um, they had a lot of community is they seemed not only willing, but eager to gather together <clears throat> to share their time with each other and I feel as if um, we have so many things that we want to accomplish um, ambition is such a virtue <laughs> in this country that we just sort of allocate X amount of time for this this week on Sunday I go to church and if we want to spend some time after church um, talking with a couple members, that's okay, but only an hour or only a half hour because then I have to go home and I need to start preparing my meals for the week or I have to go home and I have to watch this show that comes out or I have to <clears throat> take uh, my kids to do this or I have to... Uh, sign up for another activity or you know there's so many things that's that's really competing for our comp for for our competition for our attention and for our time that sometimes i think we <clears throat> prioritize really things that in the end of it all are going to amount to nothing even things that are good you know there are good things that we could be doing with our time um <clears throat> uh, learning a new skill or or going back to school for another degree 
um, engaging in a another job to save up for this or that, or starting a side hustle, or uh, starting a business, or you know, there's there's tons of things that like we're constantly we constantly feel like we need to be doing more with our lives. Um, but what I think I gained is, <clears throat> excuse me, sometimes it's just doing less and getting together, doing less and having the time to give 100% to the people who need it. Um, that will add up to more than, than any college degree or new hobby or amount of money in a savings account from that new skill you learned that you can market yourself for your side hustle. Um, and so I, I think that's something we need. And I mean, I don't know what your life is like, and maybe you do live in the United States and you don't feel that way. And that's great. You know, <clears throat> I don't think you need to live somewhere where there's less to do in order to do less. Because it's not necessarily a problem of the fact that I live in a place like I'm a product of my environment. That, you know, I have so many distractions that I don't have time for community. Um, it, it's, it's, a, it's a me problem. It's, it's a problem inside that we need to deal with regardless of the environment that we're in. And part of the reason why I'm doing this uh, freeform podcast is because I felt so inspired by this and I felt like I couldn't think straight enough to put it into words. So I felt like before all that those feelings and words escaped from a tornado in my head, um, I needed to ramble for a little bit into a microphone so I could record my thoughts and put that sentiment into something more solid. Because once I have that, then it's something that I can listen back to and I can remember. And um, I wanted to capture that um, early before um, the thoughts escaped me. So if this sounds like a ramble, that's because it is. Um, and I hope you find some sort of use out of this. Um, obviously, it's my perspective, um, and it's something that I want to remember every day, um, and something that I want to use to sort of change my perspective and my mindset um, while I'm living in a country that has plenty, um, and I can distract myself with an uncountable amount of ways, um, I want to meditate in that that center that where there is no distraction around me. Because I don't need to be put into an environment to be distractionless. I just need to create a new discipline in my life, I feel. Um so that I can um, focus on these things that I think are important, like community. You know, I have the Word of God, I have prayer, but <clears throat> there's that, you know, 
vertical love. They talk about that vertical relationship between you and God. And I've been working on that a lot. I've been working on that very, very hard um, for the past five years. Um, And I still have a lot more work to do. And I'm never going to stop working um, until the day that I die. But um, I have a lot of horizontal work to do. And I honestly think that's one of my biggest weaknesses. Um, I can be somewhat robotic in my uh, way that I uh, relate to people and in the way that I that I talk to people. Um, and that's something that I feel needs to change. And um, I think with God, you know, you can change into a better version of yourself in all aspects. And I do think at this point, uh, you know, just from having gone uh, to Mexico, talk to them the way that I relate with my church, um, I, I have made some strides, but I don't think it's something that I've really been making a priority in my life. And I think that that's something that that needs a little bit more work. And so I hope um, that maybe some of you out there can relate to this and uh, and you don't uh, kick me too hard for <laughs> pouring out my, my soul here. But, um, you know, that's what this is for. You know, as Christians, if we want to have true community, um, it doesn't always have to be that we're physically present. But it does always have to be that we bear our souls to one another. You know, we have to open our hearts and and tell each other, you know, the things that we're dealing with, the things we're struggling with, the things that have helped us through our struggles. And uh, <clears throat> in doing so, we strengthen each other and we help each other get through life and get through our own struggle struggles and we help strengthen our relationship with God as well. And if we don't do that, if we're not emphasizing an importance on a community through open and honest communication, through soul, heart-bearing, sharing our, our minds, our honest opinions, our honest worries, our, um, and our accomplishments, our successes uh, with each other, then we're not really doing anything um, and if we're just going to church to hear the sermon and to say hi uh, and say bye, then we're not really doing anything either. So um, that's that's my rant. <laughs> that's my ramble. And I'm etching it into digital stone so that I can remember it um, as a daily reminder to focus not only on my vertical relationship, but my horizontal relationship with my brothers and sisters in Christ. We are one body, and the body can't function if the parts are not communicating with each other. So I think that's the main piece of um, 
I guess you could say a perspective shift that I gained from this trip. Um, I could share stories, I could share a lot more, but um, I think I just want to mainly focus on on that. And um, I guess two other other parts, you could call them stories, that were really special to me was um, one, um, on Thursday I shared my testimony and um, I think that really uh, helped them to sort of get to know me and, and where I'm coming from. Um, and then on the Saturday, we uh, it somehow got out um, through my, my suegra, <laughs> my mother-in-law, that <clears throat> um, I enjoy fishing. So we went on a walk about an hour and a half away to a retention pond, which was more of like a, a lake. Um, and we did some fishing, and, you know, I think they got to sort of know me a little bit there, too. And on Sunday, I was very blessed to um, be invited to give the sermon. And if you've listened to, I think it was the first episode that I recorded of, of this podcast, um the the foundation of eternal gratitude um since i was caught a little bit off guard um with uh delivering the sermon um i decided to to give that sermon as i felt like it's a it's a good message um regardless um i it was a, a small decision to make us thinking about maybe using one of the other episodes that I that I had here already, but they didn't quite fit, like, into a sermon format for me. So, um, I was very, uh, very happy to serve. It was, like, stressful at first when I was like, oh, wait, I'm giving the sermon? And like, yeah, but, you know, you don't, you don't have to. I'm like, oh, oh, I'll, I'll figure it out. So... <laughs> Uh, stayed up a little late. I, I was definitely tired um, on that Sunday, but you know, giving a sermon in a foreign language to people who only speak that language, um, you could say it was daunting, but it was also um, exciting. And um, I didn't know how I would be received. I, I know the Spanish was fairly good, and most of it was Google Translate. Um, but since I do sort of speak Spanish, there's little tweaks that I can make when I kind of catch, like, Google is being a little too literal in my translation. But um, but it, it felt very good, and I felt very blessed to share that message. And um, I honestly felt like... You know, I was speaking Spanish to the best of my ability to uh, this church, to, I would like to call them family, um, my brothers and sisters in Christ, um, all week. Um, and, you know, I say it, but I don't know how much of what I'm saying actually makes sense, how much they're grasping, or even if what I'm responding to, if that's what they actually were saying to me. You know, because it's kind of a whirlwind when you don't, you're not 100% confident in that language. Um, 
so you know I'm, I'm speaking to them all week and I'm trying to relate with them and I'm trying to give them a little piece of myself so they they know who I am and I get try to get to know who they are um, and what really struck me was um, one of the the leaders of the church uh, you know he I didn't catch all of it in Spanish. My wife did translate some of it for me. Um, but he said a lot of <clears throat> a lot of um, good things about me. Um, and, uh, you know, I personally figured they had no idea <clears throat> they had no idea who I was or um, what I was like or what my personality was like because I didn't think I was doing a very good job of translating that. Um, but it just really um, touched my heart to hear that, to hear that I had somewhat of an effect uh, on these people. And, you know, I try to share with them uh, how much of an effect that they had on me. But... Um, I, again, just like I, I wasn't sure all week they really picked up what I was uh, trying to impart with them. Um, I, I'm not sure if I, if the words that I share can really uh, express to them how special it was to um, to relate with them and to join with them in community, to to share as as Christian uh, brothers and sisters. And, uh, to talk with each other, to walk with each other, uh, a very long walk with each other, and, uh, I mean, fish with each other, just like, uh, you know, some of the disciples did before they, uh, started to fish for men. So, um, it was just very special week. Um, thank you for your patience and for... <coughs> Continuing to to listen, um, we're going to get some more regularity um, back with the Bible reading program. I do have um, another episode of Sheep Among Wolves I was, I was working on um, before we left for the trip, and I'm going to finish that up soon, and I'll release that soon as well. I am still uh, dealing with some of the symptoms of the Bell's palsy, so I don't know if it is picked up in my speech, but if you do notice a little mispronunciation, more than normal mispronunciation here or there, um, just know that it, it's probably my right side of my face is lagging behind a little bit, but <clears throat> yeah, I mean... I guess the last bit that I didn't share is, you know, when we came back from the trip, um, I it turns out that the palsy was uh, brought on by uh, shingles. So uh, that's the second symptom we're battling here, but um, no battle that can't be won uh, with God on our side. So um, if that's all the enemy can throw in my way right now, um, have at it, because... You know, I'm here, um, I'm gonna keep plugging along, gonna keep reading, gonna keep talking to you fine people, and uh, I'm gonna keep getting God's word out there, 
and uh, relating with my fellow man, trying to sow seeds in the community and uh, let the Holy Spirit uh, water them and um, fertilize them and uh, reap the harvest. <laughs> so, yeah, thanks for uh, listening. Thanks for staying with us. Uh, I hope you all are doing well. Um, I'll continue to pray for, for all of you. And, you know, I ask that you all continue to pray for me and my family, for my Christian brothers and sisters here in the United States and for for those for the church in Mexico um, pray for them that you know God provides all of their needs and um, that he hears their prayers as well and until next time may God richly bless you my dearly beloved.